Welcome everyone to Force of Nature Podcast. I'm your host, Matthew D. Hamilton, and I'm here with my co-host, David Botcher. Terrific. This week, we will be looking at one of the most dangerous and deadly animals in the entire world. It what is, is it? the Black Mamba. Oh, okay. And I, I really like doing these solo episodes where we talk about one animal specifically. So what we're going to do, we're going to go into detail about the snakes and uh, talk about them and why they're so deadly. And then after that, we're going to go into a few attack stories. And boy, do we have some crazy stories. Oh, boy. Uh, I think everyone will enjoy this episode. And there, people, are, you guys are going to all learn some cool things today. But before we get into that, a follow-up from last week about feline blinking telepathy. <laughs> I've been blinking trying to communicate with your cat, Mikey, and I have n- not noticed a thing about it. Oh, I, he he will blink. What, oh, well, he's going to blink. You, say, you said he would wink. Okay. Yeah, I couldn't get him to wink again either. <laughs> but he did it. I even have family members that can testify. He's winked at them as maybe, well. Maybe he just had something in one of his eyes and was just trying to get it out. Maybe It doesn't sound like a cat, though, does it? I don't know. But yeah, he'll, they normally will blink. Because, like, if you blink at them, like, they will blink back. It's one of those things saying, ah, I'm not, you're not worth my time right now to attack. That's what it means. So, the, so they'll go like this really slowly, like, ugh. Like, what are you doing? Like, <laughs> well, I, I oh, stared at them. You know, when you're, if you're looking at a cat and you're going, hi, and if you blink, usually they will blink back as well. Because... What they're, you know, it, it's going to look like something like, it's serious. It looks right. like something like, oh, sorry, my eyelids are just a little tired. It's not that this conversation's boring or anything. That's what it looks like. And they'll, they'll do it a lot. And Mike will do it. He does it all the time. Because he, he doesn't like to stare at you. If you stare at him, and then he kind of, he'll go like this. He'll, he'll either look down. Or he does that slow blink, you know? I guess. I don't know. I tried it. That's what that means. I tried it. He just stared at me and lo- looking at me like I was an idiot. He does stare at you? Yeah, uh-huh. he stared at me for a little he bit. He looks away. He won't stare at me. He looks he did away. for a second. Unless I'm playing with him, he will. Be. But, okay. We have not anyway. got. We have not gotten any closer to f- determining if... Speaking of felines. Feline... Feline blinking telepathy actually works or not. We are still not sure. We're going to f- be on the case so that maybe we'll get back to you. Yeah. Matt's going to try it out on a black mamba and see if that works. That would not work. Very well. <laughs> uh, so also, before we get into that, before we get into the episode, thank you everyone for listening. I think it's awesome that we even have listeners and we're, we're getting more every week. So we're doing better. That's great. Uh, so big thank you for that for everybody who's listening in order to help us out more listeners what you can do is go to itunes give us a five-star review and you know say something nice it not only helps us get noticed and attracts more listeners but it makes me and dave feel pretty good about ourselves too yeah and uh we're going to offer an incentive to people who do this and give us a review but let's let's talk about that at the end, okay? Oh, okay. Well, uh, just leave them hanging. Yeah, we'll talk about that at the end. <laughs> so let's get going with this week's episode because we have a lot to cover. The Black Mamba, or its Latin name, okay, <laughs> Dentroaspis polylepis. Close enough. Um, okay. It is an extremely Extremely venomous snake. 
And they can be found in eastern and southern parts of sub-Saharan Africa, from mm. like Ethiopia all the way down to South Africa. Okay. On the east side. And it is the longest venomous snake in Africa. It averages around 9 to 10 feet long, but can surpass 14 feet long. That's Gee, long. Yeah. That's well over two people in, in length. Wow. And actually, they aren't even black in color at all. Oh, really? No, they are more of a brownish gray color. Mm. But they get their name from the blackish, purplish color inside their mouths when they open their mouths. Oh, it's like a, it's like an inky color. Huh. It's so that's where they get their name from. They are not black, but their mouths are. Ooh, must represent death. It it does. We're gonna get into, <laughs> and it pretty much does. So there are actually four species of mambas. There's the eastern green mamba, the western green mamba. And the Jameson's Mamba, and then of course our our guy, the Black Mamba. Uh, the other, all of the other Mamba species are arboreal. What's that mean? That means they are tree dwelling. Okay. And are mostly found in trees. Our the Black Mamba is more terrestrial, but also arboreal, so it does both. Okay. And. All of the mamba species are native to Africa, and all are very venomous. Okay. And they are all feared throughout Africa, but the black mamba is by far the most feared. Mm. So on top of it being the longest venomous snake in Africa, it is also the fastest. And possibly the fastest snake in the world. Well, that seems unfair. It's, you know, usually when you make a character, you can't have full stats you can't on be everything. hundred on all of them. <laughs> yeah. uh, they are. There are myths that the black mamba can outrun a galloping horse. Oh my goodness! But that's not true. That's that's a myth. Dave. Could it for like twenty feet? Possibly for. I mean, they got the quick burst. So yeah, for a second. So. <laughs> then they couldn't keep up with a galloping horse, yeah. Dave, okay? Yeah. Their horses oh, yeah. are incredible. I'm not fast. sure they're going to go. Too, yeah, you're not going to attach a string to it and have it pull you on a sled. No. But uh, quick speeds, They can. their top speed is right around 12 miles per hour. I mean, that's fast for a snake. Do you remember what the average speed of a human is? Was it 15? Yeah, very good. It was 15. So. I mean, a quick burst, they could definitely get you. But yeah. if we're if we're going to have them in a sprint, then no. They, well, it depends who you are. Yeah. It depends who you are. Let's point That's that out. Average, yeah. That's the average. So <laughs> it definitely could catch up to some, some bigger people probably. Yeah. All right. But the black mamba is normally found in dry environments like savannas and lowland forests. They use termite, termite mounds and rocks for shelter. And sometimes slither into human and human uh, settlements for. So they really don't like people or getting near people. And if they feel threatened, what it does is it gapes its mouth open. Like I said, that's where they see the black and threat display. And it will start flicking its tongue, making this hissing sound. And it also has a hood. Like a cobra? Like a cobra, but not as much. Okay. It's a, it's a small hood, like a neck flap. It's uh-huh. it's a small one. It's it's um, like 
th- uh, one fourth the size of a cobra's, oh, okay. but they do have one. It was interesting. And the long length of the mamba helps it strike at unexpectedly long range. Mm. It can uh, raise its head well off the ground. Like one third of its body can be raised off the ground. Gee. So let me think. think of that. That's like four to five that's, feet. Golly, yeah. What is it? Three times three. Yeah. 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 Say a 14 long one. Almost five. So uh, many bites on humans are actually to the upper body. Oh my goodness. Yeah. So when it's hunting, it's in, it's mostly an ambush predator. So they feed on small mammals like rats, bush babies, hyraxes, which are kind of like ground squirrels. Okay. Also bats, birds, and even other snakes. So the mamba, when it hunts, it will ambush its prey, giving it a giving it a quick bite, injecting the venom. Then it waits for the venom to take its effect, and the animal waits for it to die. Mm. The mamba will follow it, it, will follow it, and then wait for it to die. And then once it does die, it'll begin swallowing it whole. Gee. If it if it needs to, though, it will inject more than one time. Oh, really? It's got lots of rounds of venom Gee. drops on it, and it will just bite it as much as it needs to. Oh, wow. The black mama does, however, have some natural predators, but not many. One threat uh, for them is our birds of prey, particularly oh. snake eagles that by their name means they eat snakes. Gee, I'd want to have one for a pet <laughs> if I lived there. Yeah, you, you probably would, honestly. And also mongooses, and that is the correct Ooh. plural for that. Mongooses. For not not when talking about geese, but mongooses, it's mongooses. Oh, okay. Hey, yeah. I got. By the way, I remember when as a kid seeing a cartoon called Ricky Ticky Tavi. Took wow. place in India. There was a snake. I'm pretty. It probably wasn't a black mamba because it was in India. Yeah. But yeah, it was. A, it was. A, this kid had a pet mongoose. Uh-huh. And the mongoose ends up protecting them from snakes. It was pretty interesting because as a kid, you know, you're always, oh, I'm scared of snakes. So it was nice to see something that, oh, I'll just have a mongoose. <laughs> That's not even a bad idea but to have a pet mongoose. It's crazy. In Africa crazy. or Asia. Because mongooses are, are crazy little guys and they're partially immune to venom. So how do they stack up against black mamba's venom? Do you know anything? Do you know about that? This, it's the same with most other snakes in the region. They have like a tolerance towards those snakes. Okay. So I actually watched a video of a mongoose killing a black mamba. Wow. Did it get bit or no? I, I it looked like it did, man. It was a fight, and it looked mm. like it did. But they're partially. They're I don't. I need to go into more about mongooses, but they are. They're. Uh, they don't. The venom doesn't get to them as wow. much. So okay. So pet mongoose and a pet uh, snake eagle. That's what I need. <laughs> That's what you both. would definitely need in there. Yeah. All right. So let's touch on that venom, the deadly venom, and why it make and why it's so lethal. So first off, I, I got to get this point across. If you don't learn anything else this episode, learn this: snakes are not poisonous. They are venomous. There is a difference. Okay. Okay. Venom and poison are both toxins, but the difference is how it's used. Venom is injected. Okay. So okay. think of it that way. It's injected. So a snake bite or even a bee sting is venom. Okay. okay. And then uh, if it is secreted through the skin, think of like a poison dart frog, mm-hmm. then it is poisonous. 
Does that make sense? So it must be ingested for poison. In, it could be, yes, yeah. Ingested okay. or if touch of the skin. Okay. But uh, it's venom. It's snake injected. bites injected means okay. it's venom, okay? So like I said, if you don't if you if you hear someone say snakes are poisonous, be sure to correct them. People love being corrected. They won't mind. <laughs> but you know what? Just correct them anyway because they're wrong. So, And you're right. So if you learn one thing this episode, know that snakes are venomous and not poisonous. Okay? Venomous. <laughs> and I looked over venom and did research on it, but it's super scientific. And I am, I'm not a scientist or a herpetologist. So we're kind of just going to go through uh, venom for dummies. Okay. Does that make sense? Yeah. Uh, so let's touch on it. Black Mamba's venom is compromised of neurotoxins, cardiotoxins, and uh, here's one of these words, <laughs> fasciculins. Hmm. I don't know. But apparently they're deadly. And Black Mamba's <laughs> got them. There, there was this chart that I found describing all of the venom, uh-huh. but it looked like the periodic table of elements. Like I had no idea what the hell was oh. going on, you know. Uh, so just know that the venom is extremely toxic. We're just gonna say yeah. that. A bite normally, a single bite normally injects around 100 to 120 milligrams of venom. The maximum recorded is 400 in one bite milligrams. Okay. Guess how, t- guess how much it takes to kill a person. I don't know. 15 to 30. 15 to 30 milligrams. Yep, yeah, and that's and one they have bite. 400 in a bite. It possibly. Jeez. <laughs> yeah, so it could be it could be one by yeah, it's oh it's crazy goodness. how these guys are. So symptoms of a mamba's venom commonly include headache, profuse sweating, uh salivation, uh a metallic taste in the mouth, pain and numbness around the bite, nausea, vomiting and fever. <laughs> That's a lot of symptoms there. Yeah, but it all sounds uh, irrelevant to the problem that you're just gonna die. <laughs> yeah, you will. You're. We're gonna. Well, we're gonna get into. Okay. I wanna oh get, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm starting to feel sweaty now. Uh, it was, I'm pretty sure it was a black mamba. So uh, yeah, I'm. Oh, here comes the headache. Here, here comes oh, the here headache. comes. Oh, I'm dead. Yeah. <laughs> That's what what will happen. And if not treated properly, uh, more severe reactions include increasing heart rate, like an extreme. Heart rate, uh-huh. uh, neurogenic shock, asphyxiation, cardiovascular collapse, respiratory failure, and most likely death. Jeez, what do you mean by most likely? If you don't have, if you don't get any anti venom, you most will likely. die or most likely. So you're saying oh. there's a chance to live? No. <laughs> okay. <laughs> We're going to get into that. It's just right up here. Okay, so their venom is fast acting. Normally killing their prey in just a few minutes and without treatment of anti-venom can kill a human in just under 30 minutes. Wow. Although normally it does take longer. It depends on where it gets you and the, it depends. People react differently to stuff like this. Hmm. But without the help of, van- of anti-venom, the fatality rate from a bite is 100%. Jeez. So, no, you're not getting out of it. Wow. I mean, less than a 1% chance is... It's 100% death. Wow. If without the treatment of antivenom, and that happen, can happen so fast, too. Gee. 
Uh, yeah, so fast acting that bites, and most bites happen in rural areas, not near hospitals. And <clears throat> just two drops is plenty enough. So one bite is plenty enough to kill a person. And they have about 20 drops at a time. So mm. you could think of it like a magazine for a gun. They got 20 rounds. And it takes less it takes less than one to kill a person. Gee. That's crazy. Yeah. I wonder yeah. if every hospital has to have some on hand just in case. Mm, you, you would know. think they'd you never know if the mafia brings one around. <laughs> Take out a guy. <laughs> they could too. You know? I mean that's happened in films before. Yeah. But uh so the, I mean, if you think about it, they could even bite and kill multiple people at once with it, with just a few bites. Gee. So let's get into snake bite stats. Okay. So the numbers are staggering and will probably catch you by surprise. So first I'm going to talk about our mamba and then I'm going to get into other deadly snakes and the number of people killed around the world okay. in each region. So a quick thing here. There was a survey in South Africa from 1957 to 1963. So about a five or six year period. There were over 900 recorded venomous snake bites, and this is just in South Africa. Okay. Only seven of them were from black mambas. Okay, so, so only seven people died. Well, yeah, <laughs> that's, that's true. Jeez. So out of over 900 bites, only 21 ended in death. Okay. This includes all seven of the black mamba bites. 100% kill rate without immediate treatment is a death sentence. Wow. And while they don't bite or kill as many people as uh, many other snakes, it's that 100% kill rate. That is why they're regarded as the most dangerous and feared snake in Africa, which makes total sense. Gee, yeah. Hence why we have dedicated a full episode to these guys. Wow. So <clears throat> there aren't an exact number of black mamba related deaths per year or anything like that. In fact, the number of snake bite deaths worldwide are askewed and there's a huge ish mm. on the back of it i couldn't i had a hard time finding sources every source seemed to say something different oh really yeah so and a lot of the if i saw a source and it said poisonous instead of venomous i was like not even gonna listen to you bro <laughs> so like i said if you learn one thing from this episode learn that it's venom not poison i'm gonna bury that into your brain <laughs> So the most the best source I found for this is from the World Health Organization. So we're going to kind of go off their stats. Okay. And they say snake bites are a neglected public health issue, especially in Africa and Asia. Each year there are around 5 million snake bites with around 2 million being venomous, okay? And the other ones are poisonous. <laughs> just kidding. No. no. Sorry. Let's go back. Okay. Snakes are venomous. <laughs> Thank you. And there are between 80,000 to 200,000 deaths each year from snakes. Wow. That's a lot, right? Yeah. And with around three times as many people have to get amputations or suffer from permanent disabilities from bites each year so wow. that is so many people yeah so i'm curious since uh, what was it uh, i'm trying to remember back 
There was 900 snake bites, right, in, in Africa. Yeah, and then and like five to six years. Seven period. of them were black mamba. mamba. So the percentage is low for black mamba. Are they ex- are they close to extinction, or are they no, just have no. a certain range that everyone stays out of? Or? We're going to get into it. Oh, okay. Uh, they are not close to extinction or anything like that. They're doing just fine. But uh, there's other culprits out there. Okay. We're going to touch on, okay? So let's go over snake bite fatalities in regions. We're going to start with North America and Europe. There are very few deaths, an average of four to six in North in North America each year, and also in Western Europe. Okay. So not very many here. I think we don't have as many poisonous snakes. We, well, venom, we, sorry, venomous God, snakes. God, I don't I'm know about why to I said sl- that. I know. I know snakes are Is this are amateur hour? No. <laughs> figure it out. <laughs> but so, yeah, we don't have as many. I know we have the, the rattlesnake. Rattles. I'm going to go over the ones that oh, we you have. Got okay. Yeah. Just touch on them briefly. So Eastern Europe actually has a few more, but not a huge amount. Okay. And so... Stats include, and some of the, this could even include like snake attack, snake bites from zoos or pets, you know, stuff like oh, that. okay. So it, it could like be a black mamba that's here or something like okay. that. Okay. But so four to six years, not very many. And some of the main uh, venomous snakes we have here in North America are, and Europe. There's the horned vipers in Europe. So I got them written down. Okay. Uh, so we have coral snakes. Cotton mouths, copperheads, and several rattlesnake species here in America. Those are the main ones. Okay. Okay. So now let's let's go down south into Central and South America. It's a believe there is an average of three to five hundred deaths. Wow. So that escalates. Yeah. Per year, and that's per year. This includes like the rainforest. Okay. And uh, this area has around one fourth of all venomous snakes. Wow. So there's quite a few. Some of the main ones are the neotropical rattlesnake, hmm. the bushmaster, and the one that has the most in South America is the ferdalance. Hmm. It's pre- that's a pretty cool snake. Sounds like a pretty name. It is. A, that's a good name. You're like oh, what a pretty name. Ah. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> and so let's hop into Africa now. So North Africa and Middle East get around 40 deaths per year. But if you go down south into sub-Saharan Africa, things really, really escalate. Okay. This is where our black mamba is. And we have to keep in mind that most of these areas in Africa are underreported. Oh, okay. So due to the lack of data detailing uh, snake bites in the rural areas where most occur, there's just not a lot of information. Yeah, that would make sense. A lot of people don't live... And also, uh, yeah, it, ma- it makes sense. And also, these rural areas won't have access to anti-venom either. Okay. Uh, some liberal estimates suggest that there, the number of fatalities could be anywhere from ten to thirty thousand. Wow. Ten thousand to thirty thousand people killed each year in Africa alone. Gee. I know that's pretty broad, but that's there's like I said, there's going to be a big ish on the back of it. And Africa doesn't even have the most. Hmm. But let's see what um, the main African species are that kill. We have uh, several cobra species. There are several cobra species. There's rinkals, puff adder. Uh, I really like the name of this one. The boomslang. Nice. Boomslang. I like that one. That one's a cool name. (laughs) It sounds like a wrestler name. It could be a wrestling (laughs) finishing move. Yeah, it sounds like a wrestling finishing move. Uh, Boomslang. (laughs) That's pretty cool. And then uh, 
the, se- the several species of green mambas. And then the one that kills the most is the oscillated carpet viper. Hmm. It kills a lot. It, but it crazy. kills more than all these other ones combined. Wow. So, but it, I mean, it has, we'll I'll have to dig deep and do it later, but. There's there's a lot of bites, uh-huh. but their percentage of death is a lot less, like fifty percent. Oh, okay. So think about the number of times they have to bite people. Yeah, so this must be in the same territories. Yeah, humans. there's, yeah, it really might must be. And so then of course we got our guy, the black mamba, and then so let's let's dip into Asia for just a second so we can go over there. Uh, mostly India and Southeast Asia, they have more snake. Related deaths than anywhere else in the world, wow. by far. And I don't have an exact numbers on it. I couldn't find it anywhere. I had some that say there was around eleven thousand in India a year. Okay. But this, like I said, there's a huge ish, and I don't. There's nobody has the exact numbers, especially in these kind of poorer areas. Okay. Um, yeah, some people say around fifty thousand a year in wow. India and Southeast Asia alone. Gee. The well, if so, you think about it, India is like the Florida of the world. You they know? really it's got that's everything. A good there. point. People are all it's, interacting it's with it. The Florida of the world. I like that. We're going to use that. <laughs> Florida. All right. So we're going to go, let's go over a couple of the, the culprits there. So the the longest they have the longest and largest venomous snake, the king cobra. Okay. Remember the black mamba is second longest. Oh, okay. And this episode was actually either going to be a toss-up. Was a, it was a toss-up between a king cobra or black mamba. Oh, yeah? So, like I say, every week we're going to have a king cobra episode sometime. Ooh. And uh, Asia is also home to the Indian crate or common crate. These are the main killers. Okay. Indian saw-scaled viper. The Indian cobra. And then the one that probably kills the most is the Russell's viper. Okay. So if you started watching that show on uh, on Netflix, the yeah. seventy two most dangerous in yeah. Asia, so keep your eye out for these culprits. There, okay. I remember one of them is like top three. I think the Russell's Viper was like top three. Oh, was it? Okay, yeah. yeah the episode I saw, I think it was the King Cobra they had in there. They were talking about the King Cobra. Yeah, once you get to the end, then you'll see where these guys rank. And I, Russell's Viper was right, like third, second or third place, I think. Oh, okay. And so our last region, Australia, they have some of the most venomous snakes in the whole world. Mm. How many deaths do you think they have? I don't know. Come on, give me a guess. Uh, Maybe 10 to 30? That's not a bad guess. It's actually only around 4 to 6, just like it is here. Are you serious? Yeah. Wow. And even though there are around 3,000 bites a year... With three to five hundred of these requiring anti-venom, so they must have hospitals that are just ready to go with anti-venom. You know okay, what I mean? Yeah. Because I mean it's a it's a first world country, so they're doing fine, and their yeah. hospitals are really good there. So that makes a lot more sense, and okay. it could be like this in Africa is if they, but that's just a challenging thing. Yeah. Some of the culprits there in Australia are the eastern brown or just brown snake. That's the one from the story actually, from last week, right? Actually, the next one is the Western oh. Brown. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> the Western Brown is the story from last week where the boy got bitten twice yeah. in one week yeah. and survived, both of them. Okay. And then we have the mainland tiger snake, and then the mulga snake. 
the mm. Death Adder. That's that's Ooh, a good name. Yeah. The Copperhead, uh, Coastal Taipan, and then this next one is like right on point with the Black Mamba oh, in yeah? sense of like venom potency and one hundred percent kill rate. It's the Inland Taipan. It's how big is that? Does it's that smaller. Oh, is it I'd okay. have to do more information on it, but I do know that they are extremely venomous as well. Okay. And I know we have some listeners in some of these areas, so if I got anything wrong, you know what? Let us know. You can email us at forceofnaturepod at gmail.com. Nice. Let's get back to our subject, though, the Black Mamba. I'm going to go over, I like to do this, I'm going to go over kind of some random facts that I didn't have a place for earlier. Okay. So, they live around 11 years in the wild, probably Mm. more. Most attacks come from them being cornered and not having another way to escape. Okay. It makes you would think that in, in the first place. Hmm. And if threatened, they will actually regurgitate their food. It's kind of a self-defense mechanism. Wow. To, it'll speed them. Uh, they have all, all the extra weight, so they're going to regurgitate. Almost all snakes will do this. Gee. Uh, one article said they kill around... Black Mambas. This is Black Mambas. One article said they killed around 20,000 a year. But I'm calling bullshit on it. I, I, I just don't think that's that's how many. That's too many. You know you, what I mean? You mean people killed twenty thousand mambas? No, mambas? no. Mambas killed twenty thousand a year. So that's what I'm saying. With some oh, of these sources, okay. some of them were just throwing stuff out there. You know? Yeah. So twenty thousand a year by black mambas, and that, that's no, because they only do like around thirty a year. And most of them aren't. We already know that most of them aren't from Mamba. So that's that's what I mean. I had to stick. I had to find sources that were yeah. giving out at least decent information. And they also, like Mambas, can also do. And all snakes, all venomous snakes, can do this something called a dry bite, where oh. they bite but they don't inject venom. Oh man! So you have to get, <laughs> you'd yeah. have to get really lucky on that. Oh one. yeah. Just think if you were that guy. <laughs> man. I'm gonna die. <laughs> Inject me with antivenom. How long has it been? An hour. You'd have been dead. (laughs) You're fine. You didn't do anything. Oh, my goodness. (laughs) Thank you, Snake. (laughs) And so their head is described as a coffin-shaped. Pretty good good, uh, description there. And they have this shape to their mouths, and it kind of looks kind of like Joker-ish. Wow, and it and at the end, at the tip of their mouth, it looks like its its lips are in the shape of a kiss. Whoa! So, what this is called, or a bite from the black mamba, is known as the kiss of death. Oh man, dude! If I ever had a pet black mamba, then I could. I hope you wouldn't. (laughs) I could name it the Undertaker, (laughs) the Crow, or the Joker. Either one would be an adequate <laughs> name fair. for it. And we're, you know, that's what we're going to name this episode. I just hope he'd like me enough he would only dry bite me if he ever did. You know? I wouldn't even <laughs> try to do that, Dave. But we're going to name, that's what the name of the episode is going to be. The, ki- the Kiss of Death, the Black nice. Mamba. All right, and so another thing I like to go over is, uh, we like I like to go over our animals in pop culture. So let's talk about Black Mambas in pop culture. Okay. Uh, there is a Black Mamba anti-poaching unit. It's uh, almost 100% female ranger unit. Wow. Founded in 
2013 with the purpose of protecting wildlife in South Africa. And I've, I, when I was doing some research, I looked into it a little bit, and it looks like they're doing pretty successful. Talk about the kiss of death. Yeah, that's a mostly female ranger unit. I, I wouldn't mess with them. <laughs> and then also there's a Black Mamba anti-terrorist unit in Uganda. Wow. There are actually several sports stars with the nickname Black Mamba. Oh, yeah? There is a Roger Mayweather. He was an American boxer. Never heard of him. I've never Probably heard just of heard of the Black Mamba, though. I haven't heard <laughs> of him either. And then we have uh, Coltar Gill. He's an Indian-Canadian mixed martial artist. Mm. And then we have uh, D. Anthony Thomas. He is an American football player, and he currently plays wide receiver for the Kansas City Chiefs. Huh. And it's it's believed that he got his name, or uh, the person who gave him his name was Snoop Dogg. Nice. <laughs> Snoop Dogg gave him the name Black Mamba, I guess. Yeah, if you get a name from him, you'd take it. Yeah, I would definitely take I'd it. I'd hate to hear what he'd call me, but I would have to take <laughs> you'd it. You'd have to take it. <laughs> Probably like white boy or <laughs> something, something like that. And uh, the most famous is Kobe Bryant. You've heard of him. He's called Black Mamba. That's huh? his nickname is the Black Mamba. He's wow. the famous basketball player. Yeah, and he goes by the name Black Mamba as well. Huh. Huh. All right, so moving away from sports stars, and now there is a roller coaster named Black Mamba at the Fantasia Land theme park in Germany. And I actually watched a video, uh, and it looks pretty awesome. Wow. Does it have a 100% kill rate? <laughs> it, does, <laughs> it does not have a 100% kill rate, oh, which okay. is probably for the best. Uh, it, it's, it's cool because it's inverted, so the tracks are above you. Oh, cool. And your feet are dangling. And it goes pretty quick and moving around it. Right pretty on. Cool. I'd definitely ride on it. It seems pretty cool. Most thrilling 14 feet you'll ever see. Go on, <laughs> <laughs> it's a little longer than 14 feet, too. I think it's ruining the Black Mama name here. <laughs> it's not killing anybody. And... <laughs> yeah. Uh, also, in the film Kill Bill, Black Mamba is the code name for the character Beatrix Kiddo. Mm. I remember that scene where the... The black. Yeah, I remember the scene where the, the black, black mamba, mamba is in there and it bites one of the guys in the trailer, right? Yeah. Okay. And also, there is a comic book character named Black Mamba. Hmm. Uh, not a very well-known character, but she is in the Marvel universe oh. and is a villain. Her name is Tanya Sweet, and most notably, she is a member of the supervillain group, the Serpent Society. Makes sense. And which includes other members such as Death Adder, Anaconda, Viper, Diamondback, Asp, and Sidewinder. It's just wow. people named after snakes. Yeah, it totally comes across as something you'd see in a wrestling thing. Like, <laughs> hey, we're going to make our own group. It could be like a wrestling all, faction. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, it's basically just characters named after snakes. Uh, her powers include, which aren't really snake relevant, huh. uh, Dark Force Energy Control. Illusion mm. generation and a limited telepathy. So, mm. not really yeah. Mamba, I, I wouldn't think of, yeah. But whatever. And then, uh, Black Mamba's come up frequently on the Nat Geo Wild show called Snake City. And I bring this up because I watched a few episodes. Oh, yeah. Like last week, yeah. And I got some of the information from the show to put onto here, some of the information I used. And, but it, it follows this guy. He's a snake catcher in South Africa. Him and his girlfriend respond to calls of snakes in too close to humans. 
And as you would guess from a snake catcher, he's kind of a weirdo, right? Oh. He, he reminds me of like a carny guy. Does that make sense? Okay, yeah. Yeah, he's like a carny guy. But he's he's pretty entertaining, and it's a pretty good show. I would recommend it. Hmm. And he handles venomous snakes and will relocate them out of human settlements and release them back into the wild. Oh, okay. And he does this with black mambas, too. Oh, wow. And all he has on him is the snake-catching stick. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, it's... It's pretty crazy. I I was like, I was worried for him in one scene because I was like, dude, no, you're getting too close. uh, All right. Anyway, moving on. And and on our conservation chart, remember that we that we like to go over. Uh, Remember, a one means one is bad. It means extinct. A seven means of least concern. That's good. Black mambas are at a seven. Okay. So they're doing just fine. Most animals that we've covered like this in a solo episode, they're normally around like a four or five. So the most deadly out of all these is doing the best. (laughs) I guess that's a good thing. (laughs) And so I want to mention this as well, because it will relate to a lot of people, probably even some of our listeners, because a lot of people have a legit fear of snakes. Mm Mm-hmm. You don't, do you, Dave? I'm okay with okay. snakes. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I'm I not. Mean, a, I'm not gonna get near them, but I'm not like, ah, get away. I'm not like, like oh, sharks. That's cool. I'm gonna stay back here and look at it. So it's not like sharks. With no, you? no, <laughs> sharks. Yeah, there's just something being in the water and oh, it could be jerking here. Yeah, you know. but uh, lots of people do have. You know, like when you walk through a spider web, you're like, oh, I must have no, a spider yeah, on spider. me. Yeah, a lot of people. That's have how the water too. is for me with sharks. You know, I just that makes ugh. sense. I'll get over it someday, maybe. No, you won't. I don't really, I don't really have a fear of snakes, but you know somebody who does. That was Indiana Jones. Yeah, Indiana Jones has a fear of snakes, and the proper name for a fear of snakes is okay. It's one of these words again. <laughs> Ophiadoph. <laughs> That's not right. Ophiodiophobia. 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 If you okay. have a fear of snakes, you have ophiodiophobia. Okay. <laughs> it, that, it's one of actually one of the most common phobias in the world. Oh, okay. Right up there with like arachnophobia. Well, okay. Of spiders. Well, yeah, I guess there'd be more because there's more. Yeah, I guess it's hard. Cause, you know, in the United States, what do they say? Like two to three deaths a year. That's not much. No, that's not much. But, you know, there's snakes all over the, you know, more poisonous snakes all over the world. Did you just I say poisonous? Oh, why Dave, did I Dave, I'm going to slap you if you say I poisonous I think you put again. it in my brain. I used to never no. say that. They're venomous. Literally, what I was going to ask you next is, Dave, what was something you learned? <laughs> Dave was on the chalkboard ten times. <laughs> You're right. You should. <laughs> I it think is, you put it in my head. It is venomous and not poisonous. Yeah. All right, so let's go into a couple stories. All right? Let's do it. So our first story takes place in April of 2017 in Churingen, Kenya. Hmm. We meet a 40-year-old woman named Adoma, and that's her last name. I had no chance on her first name. <laughs> Miss she, Adoma. She was walking home from a party during... Uh, right around sunset one evening, unaware that a seven-foot black mamba was on her path. Until it coiled around her ankle and sunk its teeth into her. Oh, man. Well, that uh, one sounds like aggressive. This, and the snake, yeah, they can be very aggressive. 
the snake like coiled itself around her ankle and she couldn't pull it off. It like wrapped itself around. Wow. And it bit her three times in total. Oh man. Adoma is a mother of five. Oh. <laughs> and said she quickly began feeling a burning sensation. She was also unaware. Here's, here's another crazy part. She was also unaware of the two other mambas that surrounded her during this. Oh my goodness. A total of three mambas. Villagers heard her cries and went to her. One man brought a machete and he cut up the two surrounding mambas bef- before they did oh, anything. Wow. So Adoma f- fell down and the others began to beat the snake coiled around her ankle finally getting it off i imagine they probably killed it and remember she was bitten three times oh she started losing her vision and passing out immediately oh man villagers gathered around her trying to stop the venom they tied some cloth kind of like a tourniquet which Uh is a smart which is smart because that'll slow the pace that the venom will get to you yeah and they loaded her onto a motorbike for a 45-minute ride to the nearest hospital. Oh, man. And guess what? She didn't make it. She survives. Are you serious? She survives. Wow. At the hospital, they administer the proper anti-venom. Oh, Crazy. Wow. I had you so go how, on that one. Yeah, you did. How far did it, how, or like what, how far did her symptoms go? Uh, probably all the way to the end. I mean, 45-minute plus the time that it took from there. And there was, there's also saying that they were trying to do some of their traditional medicine beforehand, which is not a good idea. Well, really? I'll, I'll get in. I'm going to touch into that in here in a second. Oh, okay. But, um, they, so it, maybe she was, she had some good, I don't know. It just reacts differently to different people. Yeah. Uh, and it, it got her on the ankle, so that's a good spot to get it, other than the upper body. That's yeah. the longest way to get to the brain and the heart and all that. Yeah. So she had that on her side and... She got and had got the proper anti venom, so she survived. Wow. That's crazy. Yeah, and it's it's funny because I found a couple survival stories actually, and I had to I had, I feel like I had to kind of had to dig for some death stories, probably because it's so rare for somebody to survive that they get more coverage. Well, we are, wouldn't that ruin the hundred percent kill rate? Then? Not if they get the anti venom. Oh, okay. It's it's if if they get the anti venom, they're gonna have a much better chance. But if they okay. don't get the anti venom, you're screwed. Okay. And we're going to go over a couple people who didn't get the anti-venom here in a minute, okay? <laughs> well, you know, since there were three snakes there, I wonder if she happenstanced upon, like, a family of snakes or something. Maybe that's why they, had, they were, well, that one possible. was aggressive. It's possible. could have had, well, it said it was seven feet, so that's pretty long for, it's pretty no, big. That's like a 14. Ju- that's like they half, can. They can. The average oh, is like okay. around nine or ten. Okay. So that's not, it's not a young one. So I don't know the circumstances with the other mambas. Okay. But this article that I found, this story is a really good one. And it comes from the Huffington Post. And it actually goes into further detail about the anti-venom that I couldn't find anywhere else. So we're going to touch on it in a bit here. The, in these poor, um, poorer villages of Africa, they sometimes rely on their traditional medicine, which I was talking about, which is more based on belief than at any actual science. So uh-huh. uh, doctors are trying to stop these traditional practices because all they really do is delay time to get the actual proper treatment. Oh, okay. Does that make sense? Yeah. And another issue with anti-venom treatments is that it costs way more than they can afford most of mm. the time. And sometimes being more than their annual wage. Holy moly. What is it made of? 
Well, it's actually not even that expensive. It's just their wage is so low. Oh. And so the treatment is hard to find and clinics struggle to store it. It's not oh, like Australia okay. where they're good to go on all of them. Yeah. Uh, this definitely attributes to the high number of deaths in sub-Saharan Africa. People can't afford it and they know that so they don't even bother to go to the hospital then it doesn't get oh. reported. Does that make sense? Yeah. Um, the good anti-venoms that actually work, although pricey, are being taken over by bad anti-venoms that are basically useless, like fake anti-venoms. These come mm. in from Asia, and they are more affordable, but they might as well be using none at all. Oh, gee. So it's kind of like a scam. Oh, man. Uh, there is some good news, though. Different governments in Africa are working on researching anti-venoms to make... The more affordable, so prices differ depending on what country you are in. Uh-huh. So there, there's programs working on to help people out with it. Well, that's good. And the price might not seem like much to us, but it's a a lot to them, and it only it runs around two hundred and fifty to six hundred dollars, which wow. doesn't sound like much, but it is there. Yeah, not much for a life, but no. Yeah. So Adoma, totally worth it, I should say. Totally worth it, you would think. But, uh, so Adoma was extremely lucky to survive this and get the proper treatment. And I don't know her financial story or anything like that, but she survived and that's what matters. Yeah. And like I said, this snake venom affects everybody differently. Hmm. So this next story is going to be a quick one. Okay. But it's significant because it's what not to do if you encounter a deadly snake and don't know what you're doing. <laughs> this takes place in September of 2015 in... Oh, boy. It's another one of those words. African words are hard. Mpugal, I'm not even going to try. It's a province in South, Af- South Africa. I'm not even going to try. <laughs> it's okay. M-P-U-M-A-L-A-N-G-A. Mpulanga. Man, maybe that was okay. right. I don't know. Anyway, local police were called and they rushed a man to the hospital where he was declared dead on arrival. Mm. According to eyewitnesses, the man and a few others were on a field where the snake surprised them. The men decided to try and kill it. When that didn't work, they tried to run away and that's when the man was bitten. (laughs) If you encounter a dangerous snake, unless you're a professional or have a shotgun, don't do anything. (laughs) you're just going to piss it off and make it defensive. And that makes it more dangerous. If it needs to be removed, what you do, this is what I got from that snake city show. You need to keep an eye on it until someone who knows what to do, uh, gets there. And that's what they say on that TV show. That's what, that's what this guy does. It's something just like this, but they didn't call him. So they, the one of them died. (laughs) All right, so let's go to our next story. This is this is one of those stories. I try to pick at least one that will stick with people. Uh-huh. This is going to be, I think this is going to be the story that will stick with you the most. Okay. And guess what? We're not even going to be in Africa. What? We are going to Russia. Oh, wow. Probably the last place you would expect for something. Yeah. For a mamba to be around. Anyway, this is crazy. So uh, a well-known Russian snake expert... Filmed himself dying on a live stream broadcast after he let his pet black mamba bite him. After the breakup of his marriage. Oh my goodness. Suicide by black mamba. Oh, that's crazy. So let's go into it a bit more. The man is Arslan Velev. 
from St. Petersburg, and he's only 31 when he dies. Oh, wow. As he live-streamed himself, he pleaded with viewers to call Katya, his wife, his still wife, as he visibly deteriorated until his limbs became numb. Oh my! And I watched part of the video. Did you really? It was only it was only a minute. It was only a minute long, and and he's speaking Russian, so I don't know what he's saying. But he like stepped to the he was talking, stepped to the side for a little bit, came back, and you see two spots on his finger where he he let a black mamba bite him. Oh wow! So he's actually he's kind of famous in Russia. Uh, him, uh, the couple, or him and his wife were famous on YouTube. They had channels about animals, and they had hundreds of thousands of followers. Hmm. And sometime before these events happened, uh, Katya removed or moved out of the home, so she's separated with him. Okay. And I don't know the extent of their relationship and all, but they were separating, and she was supposedly dating another man. Oh, wow. On social media, he did apologize to her for beating her after accusing <laughs> her of cheating. Jeez. Oh, and it, that doesn't sound like a good relationship, or it does sound like a typical Russian relationship. I don't know. I feel like Russian, that's a pretty common thing in oh, Russia. Oh, my goodness. So I'm not sure. Anyway, there are pictures I saw of the two holding snakes and stuff. They kind of looked carny-ish as well, but not as mm. much. They, they're actually good-looking, two good-looking people. And they were very, very into snakes and had some living in their home. Oh, wow. During his live stream, Arslan gave out Katya's number, telling viewers to call her and tell her what is happening. One of the viewers did this, so she's probably getting calls from random people. Someone did this, telling her what was happening. She immediately went to him. But by the time she got to the home, he, he had already been taken to the hospital. And actually, the camera was still rolling, and she's the one who turned it off. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> the, I could totally see that as a clickbait video on YouTube. Hey, watch me kill myself by a black mamba. Yeah, right. Yeah, this one no, was seriously. true, though. <laughs> so, and I, like I said, I watched the video a little bit. It was, only, like, it was only a minute long, and he was speaking Russian, so I didn't know what he was saying. But basically, it seems like he was just a heartbroken man, and in his own words, too weak to not react stupidly and translate that in Russian. Oh. So that's what it came out to ish. Oh, I didn't know you speak back mo- black mom. I'm just kidding. <laughs> so too weak to, to what? Too weak to re not react stupidly. So basically he's going to react stupidly. Okay. So others had said that without Katya, he was hurt and lonely. And also in his own words, I cannot describe the shock that I experience every day when I wake up in this now in this new world without someone I have lost and deserved to lose. Pretty dark mm. stuff. Yeah. Right? So yeah. back back to the live stream, he showed his finger, like I said, uh-huh. uh, where the snake had bit him, and he stumbled, and then he, you see him stumble off camera, and he doesn't come back on. So what happens to him, where he went into the street and just kind of collapsed. But people already knew about this and were calling the authorities, his oh parents. Oh, my goodness. And his parents were actually the first ones there. And and then uh, an ambulance came shortly after, and they rushed him to the hospital. But he dies. Wow. He dies before he even gets to the hospital. Gee. Now, Arslan's mother told reporters that his father 
blames Katya for them having venomous snakes in their home. Uh. But she says it's uh, that she does not blame Katya at all. Yeah, she's got video proof. <laughs> pretty much <laughs> did it. I mean, it's pretty stupid in general to have a black mamba in your house. <laughs> even how doesn't matter how it's kept. It's not a good idea. I wonder if they named it Undertaker. They, they might have. <laughs> <laughs> so Katya had apparently left Arslan because the conditions in their home with the snakes were so bad. I don't know if the snakes were in good uh, proper care or what, but oh. she said that's partly why she left. And so I don't hmm. I don't blame Katya either. It sounds like it was uh, a broken man who did something stupid. Yeah. And I mean, I know women can do that to you, but yeah. suicide by death mom, but isn't the answer. No. All right. I got one more story for you, Dave. All right. We're running, well, we're running a little long, but it's all That's right. That's all right. This is good. All right. One more story. Uh, we're going to meet a British student training to be a safari guide. In South Africa, his name is Nathan Layton, Ooh. and it's funny because I actually have a buddy named Nathan Layton. Oh, serious? <laughs> yeah, I have a buddy wow. named uh, that exact name. Is he from Yorkshire? <laughs> no, he's not from Yorkshire. <laughs> is that what you said? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> All right, but um, this Nathan Layton, he is 28, and this happened in March of 2008. Uh a black mamba was found in a classroom at the Southern Africa Wildlife College where Nathan and his girlfriend, Laura, were attending. Mm. And Nathan names uh, Steve Irwin as one of his inspirations for wanting to become a safari guide. Okay, cool. that makes sense. Yeah, that makes sense. Nathan was helping others who found the mamba in the corridor, helping them put the animal into a container. As Nathan helped he felt it brush against his hand. At first, he didn't think any venom had been injected. And after a quick examination by members of the staff, nobody noticed anything. Huh. And he went to his next class. So I don't know how that works, but this is this is what the story says on a couple sources. So, all right. the Now we're going to go into, we're going to talk about this other person named... Nellie DeCock. Wait, so did anything happen to him or no? Wait, Dave. Oh, oh we're getting to it, story? man. Okay. Same story. <laughs> Who do you think I'm just going to switch to another person? Yeah. No. So we're going to talk this. Some of this is going to come from an instructor named Nellie DeCock. That's a okay. terrible name. But anyway. Oh, and it's a man. Well, uh, of course. Nellie. I didn't think <laughs> Nellie was. Anyway. Well, the last name. Dick. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, DeCock says, uh, after they put the mamba into a container, Nathan asked him if a bite would bleed. And I guess the bite, I guess nothing was bleeding. Mm-hmm. Which, um, which does seem odd if it wasn't bleeding, right? I, yeah. I don't really know. Maybe it got white. I don't, I don't know. Hmm. They, uh, but anyway, DeCock asked if he felt okay. Nathan said he felt fine. And DeCock told him to let him know if he starts feeling anything. Probably not the best idea if you think of a mamba. You should yeah, immediately, just, uh, even if, 250 uh, if, and if go you, get the if end you, of venom. If you touched it, you should go. You know what I mean? It's just yeah. so dangerous. Because as soon as it starts, starts kicking in. Okay, well, let's. I don't want to give anything away. Let's, oh, okay. 
And he said, yeah, like I said, he's, uh, once you, if you start feeling anything, let me, let me know. There was no dilation of pupils or anything like that. So they just, they started class and Nathan seemed fine and was participating in class. And then about 30 minutes into Nathan whispered to his instructor and said his vision was blurry. Oh, that was 30 minutes into it. 30 minutes into it. Oh, man. A few seconds after that, he collapses. 30 oh, minutes wow. into it. Uh, Laura, his girlfriend, stayed with Nathan, and DeCock went for the first aid kit. But that didn't matter. And Laura remained by his side as he died in her arms. Oh, wow. I mean, I, I know it took a few more minutes for that to happen, and he was, like, suffering and seizuring and stuff like oh, that. But, wow. yeah. 30 that's minutes, 100% crazy. kill rate that is no is joke. Nuts. So that's a sad story here. Yeah. Uh, Nathan was described as a genuinely loving, caring person with a warm heart. That's crazy. I wonder if they did an autopsy to find where the incision was. I, uh, incision. I didn't get uh, it. The injection. Yeah. It was on his hand or finger. That's wow. where he f- said he felt it. Um, it was actually, I, was, I looked into more of the courses he was taking. They seem pretty cool, so I'm going to mention it. Okay. He was taking uh, the this, this student spend, so the students spend about six months in the African bush and six months on a game reserve, and they learn how to be safari guides. They nice. are regularly exposed to dangerous wildlife and learn skills like shooting, four-wheel driving, conservation, reserve management, geology, and animal behavior. That sounds pretty cool, honestly. Dude, man, it totally sounds like what you should be doing. <laughs> Maybe. Uh, I heard they have an opening. You can oh, go. too soon? Too soon. <laughs> <laughs> that was a good one, Dave. Oh, man, uh, that'd be cool. I would be. You'd really be the next good. Indiana Jones. I, oh, I'm painting a picture, Dave, and I'm liking it. So. <laughs> Except he's afraid of snakes. Yeah, he is afraid of snakes. <laughs> For good reason. For good. Be afraid of black mambas. Yeah. Because, you know what? They are no joke, and they have earned their fearsome reputation and they, as of now, they are the number one killer of, of all the animals we've covered so far. Wow, that's nuts. I'd rank them as number one. So you didn't and they're not going to be moving anytime soon, though. What do you mean moving? They're not. They're going to stay oh. in the number one position for quite a while. Oh, we this is one of the most dangerous and deadly animals in the world. I'll bet. He didn't talk about the, uh, the lion video you showed me. Oh, I did. I showed Dave a video. And it was of a lion. You didn't get to see the mom. There was a, a mamba bit a lion. And you don't get to see the mamba, but you see the lion reacting to the venom. And it just starts acting strange and just standing there. And what did it do next? It started seizuring. Yeah, it, it was seizuring. like seizuring and falling down. So these mambas will kill lions too. It was hard to watch. Just, you know, even just a lion. And they're huge. How big are they? They're like five hundred pounds. Yeah, was it? Wow. A, was this one the male or the it female? It was big. No, it was a male. Yeah. Okay. Male. So I huge. watched. There was more. Another episode. I watched it was it it a really? female. So yeah, yeah this was, was a big male, five hundred pound lion, and it, the yeah, black it's mamba. Hard to watch. It's just, crazy to think something that small is so yeah. dangerous, right? Yeah. It really is. So, Dave, that is going to wrap up the episode. Uh, I hope you like those stories. Yeah. Uh, I thought I, this ended up being a cool episode. I thought. Yeah. Uh, Dave, what is something you learned? Mm, I learned that it is venomous. Snakes are venomous, very not poisonous. They are venomous. And I hope everyone gets that engraved into their brain so they can irritate somebody when they correct them next time. 
Yeah. And I hope I also hope that everyone learns some cool new things. Uh, I know I did. I learned some cool things this episode. Yeah. And so for next week, I actually haven't committed to an episode yet. Uh, I've still got like I've got like fifty episode ideas, and choosing what's next is kind of the hardest part right now. <laughs> it's actually a good problem to have, though. Yeah. And when I think of what we'll do next, I'll put it up on our social media. Um, we might do polar bear, rabies, hippo. Nice. I gotta choose. Hey, make it open. Say hey. Do they have until this day? audience yet until this day sure give us give us uh, options yeah you tell us what you want to hear at any time feel free to uh, message us somehow and tell us what you want to hear next i would love that so feel free to do that anybody and once again thank you for listening i i mentioned i have an incentive for people and what that is is if you leave a five-star review for us on itunes I will give you a shout out, or you can do it on any platform. It doesn't matter. Uh, we will give you a personal thank you. So let us give a shout out to the people who have done this already. Ooh, let's do it. So thank you, the Crystal Ann. The Crystal Ann! <laughs> thank you, Steph Hamilton. Steph Hamilton! Thank you, Amy Kappel. Amy Kappel! Thank you, Jenny Marie29. Jenny Marie29! Thank you, Shane R.T. Shane R.T. He used that one from Facebook, so it doesn't have to be on iTunes. Oh, okay. And uh, lastly, thank you, RCF Ball 69. RCF Ball 69! <laughs> what a name, right? <laughs> Actually, that na- uh, that's my buddy Ryan. <laughs> He's still rocking that name from since like high school. Nice. <laughs> uh, but yes. If you give us a, we will do that exact same thing for you. Uh, so thank you for those people who have already done it, and give me some more. Give us some more names to go th- over next week. Remember, give us five stars. Say something nice, and also if you or someone you know have a cool animal story you'd like to share, or you just want to ask us a good question, or just say hi, you can email us at forceofnaturepod at gmail.com. Also, follow us on Facebook and Instagram. We are on. Uh, we are available on Spotify now as well. We're we're gonna work on getting onto Google Play. That's our next one. Okay. So that's that's gonna happen hopefully in the week next week or so. Um, Dave, anything else to add? No, nope. sounds good. All right. So this is the Force of Nature podcast. Thank you for listening. Tell your friends. Give us a review. Be part of building this up. And we will see you next week. Bye.